As we record this podcast, summer is fading from view and fall is on the horizon. For many, that means changing leaves and falling temperatures. For most, that means a new season of television shows, broadcast, cable, and online. Whether you are waiting for Shondaland's Thursday night lineup or anxious about the final season of your favorite HBO show, you will likely be watching some form of television in the weeks and months to come. But is that healthy? For our bodies, for our communities, and for the world of art and artists that we care about. Is television bad for us? Welcome to the Create Equity Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Taylor. In this series, we'll be talking about the impact of television on our personal health, on the health of our communities, and the health of artists' careers in the arts field. We'll get an overview of the available evidence. We'll talk with an artist who's making his way from the theater stage to the TV screen. And we'll talk with an arts leader who helps young people connect to community issues through video. First up, I'll speak with Louise Garrity, a member of the CreateEquity editorial team, about the research they've conducted on this topic. She starts by explaining why the team chose this research focus and how it connects to a conversation about the arts. So uh, in May of 2015, we wrote an article called Why Don't They Come, which was all about why people of lower socioeconomic status um, tend to attend arts events at a lower rate than people of higher socioeconomic status. Um, and something that we found that was really striking about the literature on arts event attendance and on kind of just how people spend their leisure time generally is how much time people spend watching television um, in this uh, in sort of in the lower socioeconomic status, that sort of quartile um, in particular, we noticed that people spend just a, a huge um, portion of their time watching television, much more so than any other kind of leisure time activities. Um, and so we were curious as to why, um, first of all, sort of why that is, why people are choosing to sort of engage in cultural activities on television instead of attending an arts event um, in this group. And secondly, if if we should be concerned about that um, and if there was an opportunity to step in um, or kind of, I guess, make a recommendation um, from the perspective of, of a healthy arts ecosystem to say that. Uh, this is an opportunity to improve well-being on the whole among this group. Um, yeah, so so that's kind of where the the question sort of came about. Okay, so you were exploring you were exploring reasons why people might not be attending, particularly people of lower socioeconomic uh, status, and television came, just kept coming up as um, a highly attended activity. Basically, is that right? Um, that's right. So I think that under this, in this group alone, um, less educated adults watch more TV, um, than most, uh, most other people and spend about twice as much time consuming television as on all other leisure activities combined. So, and that kind of outpaces the next most common leisure activity by a factor of four, which is socializing. So, um, people are really spending a significant portion of their time watching television, um, which is sort of, I think, interesting from an arts perspective, because you might say that, oh, well, television is sort of a cultural arts activity in and of itself. So, why television instead of um, attending arts events, which we might think are um, a little bit more social, um, less isolating, and perhaps less sedentary events that might have less adverse effects. Got it. So I want to talk a little bit about what you found. But first, tell me a little bit about how you looked. So what did you and the team do to explore the question? Um, did you do 
It looked like you did a literature view and you did some interviews. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? That's right. Um, So we did, um, I focused a lot on the team on literature review. Um, So I was looking a lot at the public health literature that had been written about television, um, television and its effects on physical health, as well as mental health and kind of um, subjective well-being overall. Um, And then additionally, we did some primary interviews um, with interview subjects that we found primarily through Craigslist, um, posting um, a a sort of an an ask for people who watched a lot of televisions in cities throughout the United States, um, why they watched a lot of television, basically. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so those were the two main approaches that we used. Um, We additionally did do... Um, a kind of sort of really basic um, descriptive quantitative analysis um, using data from the General Social Survey that was uh, considering how subjective well-being was impacted by hours watched of television per day um, by income quartile in the General Social excuse me General Social Survey. <laughs> Great. So, um, cutting to the chase, at least on the lit review, what did you discover? Is television terrible for you, or is it good for you? What is what's the situation with television watching? Um, so there's um, certainly some nuance. I think that in the literature, we're sort of inhibited by a lack of experimental design in the public health literature. Um, and you can imagine that there are some very good reasons for that. It's really It would be really hard to randomly assign people um, to watching television versus not watching television for a long period of time. Um, that probably seems infeasible. But even in the uh, the descriptive and more correlative studies that we found, um, we found pretty consistently that television is associated with um, poor health outcomes, um, poor mental health outcomes, and even poor um, cognitive outcomes. So from a health perspective, it seems at least that television, while we're not really sure that it causes all of those um, poor impacts, it's at least associated with, um, or we might even reasonably say that it encourages some behaviors that are really bad for you. So things like not exercising. Um, so television, if you're watching a lot of TV, that's sort of crowding out times that you could be physically active. Um, or And then the sort of uh, poor cognition also that may, may also be a factor of a poor sedentary lifestyle. Um, additionally, there may be some psychological consequences from watching a lot of television that we don't really fully understand and, and can't quite, um, can't quite, I guess, wrestle with without um, further research. That was something that came up a bit in the, in the literature as well. Um, but then sort of on the other side, uh, we found that the studies that were more qualitatively focused, so the studies that had more interviews and were kind of more focused on the social aspect of television, um, found that there are some uh, positive impacts that people reported on that television had in their, in their lives. Um, one study at least found that um, that television tended to people tended to say that television was sort of a social kind of point for them, something to discuss with their with their friends at work and um, something that kind of encouraged people to be more social with one another, which is interesting because you might think that television is a really sort of isolating um, individual activity. Um, so there is definitely some ambiguity and some nuance there, um, which, yeah, so would um, which maybe you would kind of expect when you're thinking about something as complicated um, and as nuanced as well-being that you might think that there's just kind of a a lot going on um, in terms of outcomes. And again, it sounded like there were differences based, at least in the literature, based on economic status and education. Is that correct? Well, sure. So um, we find that people who have just more free time, um, which 
people of low people of lower incomes, lower education levels um, in general tend to have report having more free time, um, according to surveys like the American Time Use Survey. Um, this might be because people um, are working less traditional hours or are not working. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so we find that people in this group tend to watch more television um, than other groups. And also they're um, perhaps more disposed to poor health outcomes because of their socioeconomic status as well. So um, so uh, so there's a, been a lot of talk about policies uh, that are discouraging people from buying soda is one of the um, the policies that we mentioned in the article and kind of other ways to just to encourage people to, toward making better health decisions for those, themselves. Um, and we observe that these kinds of policies would disproportionately affect people of a lower socioeconomic status. Um, so it's probably less that uh, television has a different effect for this group than it does for the general population, um, and more that just outcomes generally for this population tend to, in all kind of aspects of health, tend to look um, quite different. Right. So it just could be happening at the same time. Right. Um, so the then you did interviews, and it, and and what it said in the article is a lot of people actually found real value in the television uh, that they were watching. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um. Sure. So I think that this. Uh, again, relates to sort of the ambiguity about um, how television can be sort of maybe bad for your health or encourage uh, behaviors that are bad for your health, but you can still really enjoy it and you can still find social value and um, other aspects of it that that enrich your life. So some uh, a nice parallel that I think we drew was about um, eating junk food and foods that maybe aren't very good for you. So we all know that probably eating a diet, uh, eating, eating a carrot is probably better than eating a bag of Doritos. But sometimes we just really like Doritos. <laughs> um, and we uh, we might might gravitate toward that um, because it's it's something that uh, that we just like. Um, so I think that for people, and I mean, I, I guess it's probably not fair to say that television is like eating a, a bag of Doritos because <laughs> I don't know if it has the same impact on, on your health, but, um, it's undeniable that I think that, uh, pretty much everybody really likes watching TV. 93% of Americans like watching TV. Um, and it's, and if that's sort of the, I, I suppose the best choice to make for yourself and something that you really think is going to enrich your life and you feel strongly about, um, then sort of who are we to say that it, it would actually be better for you to, to make these other choices and, and do these other things to spend your time? Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting that uh, a lot of the logistical reasons people gave for not attending the arts were also reasons that were barriers to healthy eating. There seemed to be an interesting correlation in terms of it being affordable and accessible and having um, social connection or access seemed to be uh, an interesting parallel between attending live arts events, but also eating well. Yeah, um, I I think that's absolutely true. And then I can also think of things that um, in in my own life, because I'm not a, a sort of a fabulously wealthy person, um, that I'm not necessarily not making a choice not to do that. <laughs> it's just not really an option for me. So, um, so for example, I'm not choosing not to just like jump on my helicopter and go on vacation at the drop of a hat. Um, and that's just sort of not even an option that's available to me. Um, so you you could think of it that way that there people have all these 
um, barriers uh, to, to making uh, healthy eating choices or to attending if arts events or any other kind of um, social event that it, it's just not available to them and they're making the best choice um, for themselves given a set of options. That's a possibility. Right. And the other issues around um, events that happen at certain times, I noticed a couple of people mentioned they just didn't have anybody to go with what to go out. So television, which is a, was a much more convenient option for them. Um, yeah. So the, the social aspect of attending arts events. Um, so I think we observed that as well in the Why Don't They Come article. That was one of the reasons that people cited most often for not wanting to go to arts events is just not having someone to go with. Um, so certainly if uh, if we think that people are more, like, more likely to do what their friends and their family members are going to do, and if your family members aren't going, then you're probably less likely to, to go as well. The assumption of arts people, particularly in the live arts, is that attending live events in person has a great impact on well-being and television has a negative impact on well-being. Mm -hmm. But it sounded like the data didn't support that fact. Um, I think that's fair. And I think that we also likely do not have um, the quite the, the size and the scope of data that we have regarding arts events and well-being than we do for television and well-being. Um, I think that's a, a problem in sort of looking at this um, at this question as well. So um, we did try to do some quantitative analysis with the general social survey um, and our, our sample of people who attended arts events um, was just so small that it was hard to find any kind of significant um, effect on well uh, correlative effect um, on well-being when we considered whether or not the person was an arts attendee. Um, so I think it's sort of both the question of that, uh, the fact that the, the data sets that we have just aren't really large enough to be able to look at this question. Um, and sort of based on what we read about, um, the, about the indicators of well-being, um, and of health, we kind of don't really have enough information to be able to say that attending a live arts event um, is really that much better for you than watching television. So what did you and your team conclude or decide or discover in the process of doing this that either surprised you or just uh, helped you understand what it is you were looking at? Um, I think that I was really surprised at the preponderance of evidence um, that kind of suggests that television really might um, encourage effects or encourage behaviors or be a part of having a, a really negative effect on your health. I was not expecting to find that at all. Um, uh, and I think that also I was kind of um, surprised at reading some of the interviews. Well, maybe surprise isn't quite the right word, but um, I suppose I, I found it striking um, how people described the impact of television on their life. Um, and, and how much they enjoyed it and how that is really kind of a, I think, a decision to weigh in there as well. Um, so I think we ultimately concluded that um, we would rather um, that we, just, we, we sort of don't have the evidence to suggest that attending an arts event is any better for you for the watching television. So we can't really make a recommendation based on that. Um, and yeah, there's just uh, quite a bit of ambiguity with regard to watching television um, that I think that we are all weren't really expecting to find. I know the common conversation tends to be around television versus the live arts, mm -hmm. but it sounds like you and your team looked at the question a little bit more broadly to say television is itself a form of aesthetic or expressive experience. Um, and it, perhaps we should all think of it in that way. 
Yeah, I I think that that's fair. Um, so we didn't really grapple with the idea of kind of comparing, um, I suppose, the aesthetic content of television compared to a live arts event. Um, and that's sort of, I think, almost a, sort of a separate line of questioning. Um, I think that we really were looking to see um, sort of what what is the impact of television on on well-being, on subjective well-being, um, and how how might that compare to the impact of live, live arts events on subjective well-being? Um, but the the question I think of the, sort of comparing them, I think that we did um, consider television to be a sort of cultural experience and an arts event because I think that for a lot of people um, it is, and it it sort of fills that place in their in their lives. Um, but we we didn't really sort of compare or deal with the question of what the I, I suppose the the purpose and the aesthetic intent of television versus arts events are. And then finally, I'm just curious if you found your own television habits changing or being informed or reflecting on them differently after you did this study. Um, I would say probably not. <laughs> um, so I think that I. So I'll, I'll say the one thing that is um, maybe a bit different is that I do maybe sometimes think about the effects of television if I'm about to sit and um, and watch, I don't know, some Netflix or something on Hulu, I kind of think like, oh, this is something that um, could have a, a negative effect on my health and kind of is there sort of a more meaningful way that I might be spending my time. But ultimately, when it comes to making the decision to do it, I think I ultimately, I really think that I identify with the people that we interviewed um, who say that it has actually a, a meaningful impact on their life. It serves a purpose for them. Um, and I, I think that that's kind of ultimately how I make the decision. I've been speaking with Louise Garrity, a member of the Create Equity editorial team. And while there's nothing conclusive in the research we talked about, we do have a better focus and frame to inform the conversation about personal and community health. But what about artists? How is television discouraging or inspiring artist careers and artistic work? We'll explore this in our second interview in this series. I'll be talking with Kui Gwen about his media-infused playwriting style and his recent shift to writing for TV. You can read the articles we discussed in this episode at createquity.com. You've been listening to the Create Equity Podcast, created in collaboration with Fractured Atlas.